I'm glad I came today. How about you? Man, man, man. Awesome power of God that he seeks to unleash through the power of one. And uh, wherever you're making your connection today, my name is Bill White. Christ Journey family welcomes you. Kendall Campus welcomes you. Gables Campus welcomes you across the nation, around the world. Christ Journey Church Online, God bless you. Uh, we're in the third message, the third week of our series, The Christ Journey, Your Personal Pathway to Blessing. And we are praying God's blessing for you this day. Now, I received a challenge recently. I was challenged. And I like to think I'm up for a challenge, you know. I, I like, uh, I, I love the adventure. I'm like... Uh, take me to the edge kind of stuff. And this challenge definitely takes me to the edge. I'll get to that in just a moment. But part of the, the best part of it is the opportunity to do some good. And um, in responding to a life and death issue of young people in our community, but like so many communities across our nation, around our world, it's the problem of youth violence. And in response, our friends at Miami Youth for Christ are hosting an over-the-edge day, and they are challenging pastors and community leaders and others to go over the edge, rappelling down a 10-story building as a fundraiser to uh, help raise money to address youth violence in their ministry. And one of their staff, Natasha Hernandez, gave me the challenge, you know, to, to go over the edge. So I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna go, I'm in, I'm up for the adventure. I'm gonna do it. Uh, here's an image of what that might feel like or look like so you'll know how to pray for me. Um, and I'm not the only one doing this. There'll be some others, right? Uh, my wife and I love Youth for Christ. Our, we have members from Christ Journey Church that have been a part of this board for years. Director Bonnie Rodriguez is like stellar, one of the best. And her love for teenagers, you can just feel it when you're with her. And it's very contagious. But I'm telling you, um, I'm... So I'm in, I'm up for the adventure, I'm up for the challenge. But that doesn't mean that I... You know what? I don't like heights. Seriously, I don't. That is man code for I'm scared of them. You know, I don't like them. My palms are getting sweaty. Every time I think about it, I, I start. But I'm facing down my fears and I'm doing it not just for the fun of it or the thrill of it. I'm doing it because Natasha asked me. And I'm doing it for the teenagers that she serves. She, um, she serves as a YFC teen director in the Jordan Commons area of Homestead um, where our young adults helped build one of the 250 Habitat homes in that neighborhood. And that's where she and her husband, Natasha and Andy, served there. Now, Natasha and Andy, they met in our young adult ministry here, um, married, obviously, and, uh, and now host a group in their home as part of a ministry extension. But this is the neighborhood where, and by, they, by the way, they serve kids of all ages. Here's a shot of Natasha and some of the kids that she's serving as well. Um, you know this neighborhood. If you saw the news last December where a teenager, a teenage girl at a bus stop was shot by her boyfriend, this is that neighborhood. This is the neighborhood where Natasha follows Jesus. And this neighborhood, so, like so many others, uh, people are dying. Lives are in the balance. Families are on the brink. And eternity is at stake. But Jesus can make a difference. And here's the point of the whole talk today. He, he does it through people. 
He does it through the power of one, one person, like Natasha, like Andy, like Bonnie Rodriguez, like you, like me. This is God's plan. Uh, by the way, Natasha is here today, and uh, I've already spotted her in the crowd. Natasha, would you stand up? Andy, you stand up too, would you, guys? Feel the love. We love you guys. In the event that you might want to talk to Natasha about your personal adventure, right after service, she's going to be hanging out. You're available, right? So you could talk to some people. Okay, great. Um, but this is God's plan. Here's Jesus' plan. He wants to bless you and bless you and bless you to the point that you can't stay the same, that your life changes. And then out of your changed life from blessing, you take the blessing out so somebody else can have some life change through you. That's the Christ journey. And we've been tracking this for a few weeks now, and we've seen how in the Beatitudes of Jesus, that's that list of blessings at the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount, the attitudes to be, he says, that will take you into blessing. And uh, they, they actually kind of mark off milestones in your personal journey following Christ. Like for instance, the first three, speak to the blessing of kingdom access. How do you access the blessings that God has for you? Well, Jesus tells us in the first three Beatitudes, you know, and then you see your need, feel your need, yield your need to God. And out of that awareness of need and yielding, then God pours the blessing of salvation into your life, forgiveness of sin, the gift of salvation, and out of that giftedness, then we're introduced to the affluence of the kingdom. Pastor Dave talked about that last time we were together. Okay, that once you come into the, the family of God, then he has blessings for you, the affluence that resources your spiritual journey so that you can keep on growing. And we learned that those were fullness, forgiveness, and focus in life. That, that your life starts changing in ways that overflow and give greater focus and clarity to why you're here and then the next two speak to kingdom adventure. Out of the access of the kingdom, the affluence then, he wants you onto adventure, on the edge, over the edge, taking flight with him into his plan of blessing. And these are the next two Beatitudes. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the sons of God. And blessed are the persecuted, those who are persecuted for righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven, once again, heaven up there coming down here right now, right here. How does it happen? Through people who are accessing and then living the adventure. Maybe we could uh, summarize those two beatitudes this way. Making peace and facing pressure are part of the blessing in kingdom adventure. God has a plan for your life and a plan for this world and it is a plan that involves, number one, making peace. That means sharing healing and wholeness in the broken places of our fallen world, our homes, our hearts, our lives. And then number two, facing pressure, responding to the resistance and the opposition that comes to people who are seeking to do right, live right, make right. Diane Long, um, NFL wife to Howie and mom to Chris, who are now both Super Bowl champions, she was asked, how have you dealt with the pressure of being an NFL wife and mother? And her response was simply this, pressure is a privilege. Well, Jesus is saying to all Christ followers and would-be Christ followers, you will know the 
the privilege <laughs> of pressure as you follow me. And here's what it's gonna look like. Some days it's gonna take you to the edge of your seat in adventure and the thrill and the wonder and you're gonna say, whoa, God just used me to help that life, that person change their life to find hope and peace. Yeah, and you're gonna be thrilled that, oh my goodness, God could use me as the power of one. And Jesus said, yes, and you will be demonstrating what a true son of God looks like. Now, ladies, don't be concerned that that doesn't say daughter. The reason he's doing it here is no gender specificity. In culture at that time, the son was the only one who got the full rights. And the firstborn son was the only one who got the full rights to all the dad's property. What Jesus is saying is men, women, boys, girls, everyone because of this blessing can step into the firstborn rights and privileges of a firstborn son. And here's what it looks like, peacemaker. And then other days, you, I mean, you'll be at the end of yourself. Some days the edge of your seat, other days the end of yourself. It's much, too much for me. I can't do this. You hit your limitations and you're facing pressure and it's coming at you and you don't know what you're supposed to do. What you're supposed to do is remember what Jesus said here. Making peace and facing pressure are part of the blessing in kingdom adventure. They come together. What did the Christmas angel tell the shepherds that night Jesus was born? Peace on earth, goodwill toward men, not just toward shepherds. Do you know how that message got out of that neighborhood and into the neighborhood where those shepherds came from? They took it. <laughs> they heard the message, they experienced the peace, and then they took the message into their neighborhood. They spread the word wherever they went. That's how the peace of God travels in our world. His wholeness and his healing gets into the neighborhoods of our world through the hearts of individuals who then take his peace and make his peace wherever they go. Now, what does that have to do with you? Well, if you're a believer, this has your name all over it. This is all about you. If you're following Christ, this is about you. Now, if you're a seeker here today, thank you so much for coming. If this is your first time, way to go. Thanks for overcoming whatever challenges it took you to come here, but I could be talking about your future right here. If you're a kind of person who, um, if you want your life to make a difference and have an impact, then I'm telling you, Jesus is thinking about you. If you have ever looked at a situation and said, you know, somebody ought to do something about that, then this could well be you because this is how Jesus intends to do something about that. If you have ever wished for a superhero to sweep in and just make a difference, would you be surprised if I were to tell you that God thinks you could be that superhero? And probably not in the way that you're imagining it, but it's gonna be in a way that matches your gifts and your passions and your strengths and brings it right into what the world's need is. And it will be no less effective. That's what this part of the pathway of blessing is about. The adventure of joining God in his work in a broken world, making peace, pursuing justice, loving mercy, persevering under pressure. That means not just giving up when it comes, but standing up and then going to make peace in a broken place with righteousness. That means try to make things right, do, the, do what's right, live right. The venture of joining God in his work. People in our world need peace, and God wants you to share it. That's what Jesus is talking about here. And then as you join his work, you get on the great adventure. 
Now, I bet I have some church kids in the house, some that are listening online as well. I bet, I bet, I bet from maybe this last generation or two generations down who you're going to know this song. Saddle up your horses. We got a trail to blaze. Forgive my singing. Into the wild blue yonder of God's amazing grace. You know this song? We'll follow our leader into the glorious unknown. Glorious unknown. <laughs> this is a life that's like no other. Whoa. <laughs> this is the great adventure. Now let me ask you, church kids, you know that song you, let me ask you this, now as a church grown up, are you on the adventure? Are you finding your edge? Or is that just a song from your past? Because see, that's what the church is for. Jesus wants his church in the world making peace, finding your edge as an adult. Where's your edge? Well, you gotta ask him about that, but we might talk about it a little bit today. Our pathway to blessing is gonna understand you how to use your gifts and then serve others and find your heart growing as you do. First, by trusting Christ in the forgiveness of sin and receiving the gift of salvation. Next, by connecting in a group where you can love and be loved and you start pulling yourself out of that a little bit. You know, you start stepping into somebody else's life. And third, by stepping up into service for other generational age groups, perhaps. Like, you know, all the ministries of Christ Journey Church are fueled by the volunteers from Christ Journey Church who serve in Discovery Land, our preschool ministry, or in Highway, or, um, or Fam Jams, our children's ministry, or our youth ministry, Shift and Velocity. All people on their own journey, and then you kick it into adult ministries, and we've got a list that just goes on for opportunity for people to step into service and find this part of the blessing, to take your next edge and then experience what God has for you there. It's, a, it's God's people doing God's work within the body to build it up. It's what Paul was writing about in Ephesians chapter four. This is what he says, making every effort to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. That's making peace right here in the church, helping one another to find greater connectivity and community in peace. That's peacemaking, but it doesn't stop here. <laughs> Jesus takes us to the edge and then says, now beyond these walls, there's something Christ followers are gonna be about. Peacemaking. Now this is gonna sound like a commercial, but it isn't. It's gonna sound like one, so be it. Let me just ask you this. I'm gonna show you some of the stuff that Christ Journey's been about through the years, and then you tell me if it looks like Jesus in Miami. Like when we go to the schools and make gift of renovation and facelift for their buildings, like at South Miami Middle School, or Jack D. Gordon Elementary School, or David Fairchild School, or the Learning Experience, or Villa Leon in Kindle, or Crystal Academy right here in the Gables, that we go in and we leave good things in our wake. There are many other schools. One of them is Mandarin High, where we helped to plant a garden there that the science class is taking care of now. There's United Cerebral Palsy, the Transitional Learning Academy downtown, 
where we built a new playground and they're still using it. The challenged young adults and children are using it there. And then there is um, Touching Miami with Love. Downtown Overtown, we've been there so many times, we continue to refurbish and refresh there. And then Open House down in Florida City, one of the most resource challenge areas in our entire county. But we repeatedly have teams going down there. The Habitat House build in Jordan Commons I told you about. Here's a young adult team that made that happen. And then Feed Miami, you know about this. It's ongoing for us. We continue to try to put food on the table for those that are, are in need. By the way, um, our church still holds the record for the largest contribution to food for the poor in a single day ever. And that food went as disaster relief to Haiti after the earthquake. So what, what I'm saying, and you know, we, we clean the beaches at Key Biscayne, you know, we baptize down there, but we also clean the beaches on City Serve Day. We, uh, we have jail ministry teams that are serving every Monday night to the incarcerated. At Agape Women's Center, our women and, and others do what they can to be of encouragement and lift there. Most recently, we provide safe, clean rooms with healthy environment for sisters who are finding freedom from sex trafficking. That's all part of peacemaking. This is what Jesus is talking about. Locally. But I'll tell you what, you start following him locally, then you're going to discover it's a global thing. We are a global, local church. Christ Journey Church has people in it from over 50 different nations of origin. And what, we, what God has told us to do through the years is just follow the pipelines of relationship right back to the nations of origin and then join me in my work there. So the adventure of global missions has taken us beyond our walls, making peace for families in the Bahamas that are under-resourced there, for uh, the favelas of Brazil where God called one of our members out, cashed in his retirement and moved down there to do ministry and we've been doing it with him ever since. We're building a church in Cuba among some of the other work that we're doing. There's a school that we built in Dominican Republic to assist in fighting illiteracy down there. Um, we work with children in Ecuador. We have a team going out again. Our young people are gonna be on a team going to Ecuador. Built a church in Haiti. Just a few of our men went down there. And now there's a church serving the people in that community. There's a medical clinic in India that our young people, some years ago, our teenagers said, we wanna, we wanna help make this thing happen. We serve under-resourced families in Nicaragua. There have been medical teams and dental teams that went there. In Mozambique, our, our Portuguese-speaking ministry did a work there. In Rwanda, we put a roof on a church building. Yes, that's me in a suit, if you ever wonder <laughs> if I wear one of those. And this is one of our young adults, Ellie, who's in Sudan right now. We pray for her regularly. Jesus has been sending out ambassadors of peace in the peacemaker corps <laughs> through Christ Journey Church for years. And our focus through mission, our endeavor in, in our focus is at-risk children and families in urban areas. And we'll share Jesus' peace there. People are hungry for it. The refugees in Beirut are. 
We talked about that recently. They're looking for peace for their families, peace in their homes. We do seminary help. We do water purification. I mean, the list goes on. And then through Christ Journey Church Online, our digital ministry, Google Analytics tells us that we have people, unique users connecting with us from every nation and every territory in the entire world. That's phenomenal to me. And I wanna say God is giving us an opportunity. Why am I telling you this? Because this is your church. This is your church. And it's not just church out there somewhere. It's church right here. This is Danilo's story. You know, there's a saying that God pushes you off a cliff just so you would realize that you have wings. We had a cell phone business in Ecuador. At night, there was nobody there, just the guard. He saw him, he shot at them, and they shot back and they killed the guard. Even the guy from the insurance company said, listen, Mr. Barreiro, if, uh, if I don't tell you this, I couldn't sleep with myself. Whatever threat they told you, believe they would do. And I was driving home, right before I got into the tunnel, another car caught in front of me, the middle of the tunnel, Nine o'clock at night, cars coming and going. The car in front of me stopped. Just like there's nothing in front of them, you know, so I honked. And by the time I honked, I had one guy in each window, you know, with guns. Face on the floor, a gun to your temple. They told me that they were from the FARC, the Colombian guerrilla. Forget about your wife, forget about your family. And they started taking my ring, the watch, the laptop, all the things. They decided to kidnap me. So I would open the office for them. And I told the guard, you know, to open the door. He saw in the camera. He saw me surrounded by guys with uh, assault rifles, you know, bursting in. He said, you know, I've, I feared that if I didn't open the door, they would kill you. When they took the phones, they just left. Uh, some friends told us, what you need to do is always take a different route to work. And one day you send your daughters in the school bus, another day you drive them to school, make a bigger wall around your house, barbed wire and bulletproof doors and electric fans and put cameras and do this. And I was like, no, to live like that, this is not worth it. So we moved in a week. We came here. We had a pretty good life in Ecuador, you know, with all the material things. But when uh, we got here, I felt still the emptiness. Here and there, not getting that involved, you know, just getting by in life until, you know, I saw the signs, the actual signs on the sidewalk. I told my wife, look, there's a church right here. And it's at 11.30, you, we don't need to get up that early on Sundays. And so we decided to go. And our girls loved it, never before, had they ever told us, you know, are we going to church tomorrow? Are we going to church tomorrow? This is it. This is where we're supposed to be. When you go there just as a guest, you really don't realize all that's going on for that to happen. By serving, you, you definitely get a lot more than what you're putting into in, in every area of your life. Our marriage and our family. I, I would go to church, but I didn't serve. And then I started serving, and I liked it. And my wife started serving as well, and she liked it. And to be part of his mission, because what I'm doing will help. Hey, maybe somebody else will see the signs as well. It's allowing people to sit there and maybe accept Christ in their heart for the first time. If there wasn't a Christ Journey Country Walk, we would not have been 
members of Christ's journey. We would not have been baptized. We would not have found you know, our spiritual home, our spiritual family. For us, it means everything. So for us, it's, uh, it's meant salvation, period. This is your church. That's Danilo's Christ journey that he's on, telling us about. That he saw the signs, Christ journey country walk. And then he followed the signs and then he got connected and then he met Christ and he got baptized and his family's connected now. Do you know the long story short, now Danilo is a deacon at Kindle, Christ journey Kindle and serving others so that they can likewise join the journey. This is your church, this is your journey. Jesus said, if you're gonna follow me, you gotta expect to be asked to show some love to the world. One of the last things he said to his disciples is go. Go into all the world and make disciples of all nations. Don't leave anybody out. We're gonna spread the love around. We're gonna spread the blessing around. And so we meet resistance along the way. What are we gonna do then? Well, we're gonna keep on loving. We're gonna keep on sharing. Making peace and facing pressure are part of the blessing in kingdom adventure. But not only in missions far away. Maybe you're sitting here saying, I'm never gonna go to India. Beirut, You know what? The mission may be in your marketplace. You're part of the mission as a peacemaker, maybe showing up for work as a boss or an employee with the best character you can probably bring that you show up to be part of the solution, not just take something with you when you leave as a paycheck, but you show up to bring healing or wholeness and you get involved with your head and your heart and your hands and you start showing in the way that you lead people or care for others the difference that Christ makes to you. Because you wanna make a difference, he wants to do it through you. And that's the way God brings his peace, that's the way he spreads it in the world, through people who are living it and sharing it I don't know if you agree with me, does the world really need another nuclear weapon? Or would it be better just to have little Jesus explosions going off in people's lives everywhere they go? That Jesus shows up in you and in you and it's like, whoa, what was that? Oh, love, that's what it feels like. Yes, we're gonna make some peace here. Christ's journey has members in every zip code of Dade County. Is that an accident? What is God thinking? Oh, let's get the salt out of the shaker and into the culture where it's so needed right now. Every business, every school, every neighborhood. Can you imagine what it would be like for every place to have the presence and peace of Jesus through somebody there? In courtrooms and classrooms and hospital rooms and living rooms, that wherever he takes you, the peace of Jesus is going with you and your life becomes a spillway of living water and he fills you up with his blessing so that you can splash it out on others and their lives can change too. One day the Lord asked this question, who will go? (laughs) And who, who can I send? And I'm thinking, man, Isaiah must have just had one of those worship times. It was so, so he's jumping up and down. Send me, send me. Is that your prayer? Send me, Lord, to make some peace. Told you this story before. The guy's name was Joe. He was a hopeless drunk, considered a dirty wino on a dead end, no, no future. And then he met Christ. 
and something happened on the inside and it started showing up on the outside in joy and in love. He started caring about others and he would show up to serve at the mission, whether it was cleaning up vomit from some other guy or scrubbing the toilets in a bathroom that were a mess or guys would come in and he would help get them fed or tucked in at night and he would do it with this joy, this attitude. And uh, one night, one night when the mission director was given the talk and gave the opportunity for people to respond, one of the uh, guys showed up, came down the aisle and was knelt at the altar and started praying, oh God, oh God, make me like Joe. Make me like Joe. Oh God, make me like Joe. And the director leans over, he says, excuse me, son, shouldn't you be saying, make me like Jesus? And he said, why, is he like Joe? Here's what Jesus says. How blessed the people that make peace where brokenness has come and who push through the pressure when resistance comes that they're gonna show up in peacemaking ways and be Jesus for somebody. Did you know you're the Jesus somebody knows? If they were to say, oh Lord, make me like fill in the blank with your name. Would you be happy with the answer to their prayer? That's what Jesus is talking about. The best sermon isn't one that gets preached, it's the one that's lived. Here am I, Lord, send me. And today we're dedicating this house as a house of prayer for people who have sensed God's nudging and God's pushing and God's calling to the edge to take your next step over the edge. Here am I, Lord, send me. God's stirring in your heart. God's prompting something in your mind and he's waiting for your answer. So I'm gonna invite our worship response team to come today and be present across the platform to hear and offer our prayers on behalf of God's people. And we're gonna pray for homes and we're gonna pray for neighborhoods and we're gonna pray for schools and for businesses. We're gonna pray for people. We're gonna pray for hearts. I'd like our worship response team to come. And in a moment, you're gonna come and let somebody pray with you about that edge. What, what edge am I talking about? Well, you probably already know which one it is. It's the one that scares you, that you've been saying no to for a while. For some, it might be the edge of taking your first step of faith to trust Christ and ask God to forgive your sins and receive the gift of salvation. And this is your day to open your heart and say, God, help me, I need you, and he will. For somebody else, it might be taking the next step and getting connected in a group with other people. And the reason you haven't done that is because for some reason, it's your edge. Scary for you. But maybe today you should come and say, I want to meet God at my edge. I need other people in my life. I can't do this thing by myself. Maybe it's stepping up into service. You've been receiving the care and service of others, but now God is saying, hey, this isn't just about you taking in, you wanna join me on the pathway of blessing, you gotta step up and start serving. Maybe it's giving. Some of us don't trust God with our money because we're just scared. We have a, it's the edge for us. You don't tithe, you don't give offerings, you're scared. But that's the edge where God will say, I'll meet you there. Do you know how the way we underwrite all of these ministries is through the free will gifts of people who tithe and make offerings to our global mission offering? people who take the step of faith to trust God. And then, go, sir, here am I, send me, Lord, I'll go. 
Maybe God is calling you into ministry. You just don't know it yet. But you got to follow the call that he's putting on your heart. So I'm going to invite you to do that today. And, um, and let God meet you there. You understand what I'm asking? All right, let's pray. Especially, Lord, we want to pray first for those that are on the, taking the first step, the starting line of their faith. And if that's you, I'd like to invite you to join me in this prayer. Lord Jesus, I need you. Forgive my sins. I trust you that on the cross you were paying the penalty of my sins. And I open my heart to you that you would give me the gift of salvation. I receive it by faith. Thank you that there's nothing I can do to earn it, but I freely receive it right now. And I'm turning from my way to your way and ask you to lead me. In your name I pray. Now, if you just prayed that prayer with me and would let me ask God's blessing upon your decision, I'm gonna ask you simply to raise your hand, hold it up for a moment. I got a chance to see uh, where you are. God bless you, sir. God bless you, sir. Down in the front, toward the back, over to my left against the wall. God bless you. Anyone else? Lord Jesus, thank you. Thank you. Lord, for each one who by uplifted hand right now is showing an open heart. We pray that you would pour the blessing of your spirit fully into them and that peace would flow that could then spill out from them onto others as we make our prayer in your name. Amen. Jesus said, my house is going to be a house of prayer. So today we dedicate this space to that. I'm going to invite you to follow God's prompting as he has led you. And if somebody needs to get by you, you know, just say, excuse me, while they're walking by, would you just say, God bless you. God bless you, God bless you. We're gonna pray for every person to feel the blessing of God today, right? So let's stand together. And as he has prompted you, you come right now. Don't wait for someone else. Carlos is gonna lead the team as we sing. But this is about you receiving God's blessing. Come right now. Just step out. God bless you. Let's bless one another. Got plenty of people here. You won't be waiting.